Hey guys, it's James. And Samuel. And welcome back to another week of Down the Rabbit Hole. Yes, this time continuing our series uh, for the month of August on the American Empire. In parentheses, the downfall of. <laughs> yes. Uh, this week, uh, following up off of democracy, which was following up <clears throat> off of libertarian ideals, this week we're talking about nationalism. Yeah, that fun thing that could totally never lead to nothing wrong ever. <laughs> so get ready to zig your heils. Yeah. <laughs> And talk about some 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 fucked up shit that yeah. is a facet in the current American imperial system because well we're we're talking about America as it was and as it is and as it will be eventually yes and before we jump right into it uh, just think probably just one or two announcements uh, one announcement <clears throat> my work is going to be fucky this upcoming weekend uh, we'll hope to get uh, weekend Anjo out. Um, on schedule, which is usually, I mean, it's pretty consistently Sunday night, but, uh, we're hoping to get that out on schedule, but I will be working Saturday and Sunday, and I don't know what my hours are going to be like. It can be pretty fucking hectic, so. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're trying our best. We should have it up this weekend. If not, maybe Monday. We don't know, but. Yeah. Just know this weekend's going to be a little fucky. Yeah, just a little bit. Normal fucky, not long-distance fucky. Yeah, not long-distance fucky, just me being extremely exhausted fucky. Yeah. But uh, also, uh, second announcement, don't forget about the interview that is coming up, I believe, on the 31st, is it? 31st or 1st, I'm not sure. 31st or the 1st. Um, I will not be here for that. I will be out of town for the weekend, so that would just be James. So uh, you won't be able to be graced with my beautiful reptilian vocals. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, with all that said, uh, jumping right into it, we are basically going to start where we left off with democracy, and that is with tribalism. And in a nutshell, nationalism is like an enhanced vers uh, version of tribalism. It's premium tribalism <laughs> deluxe. Premium edition. Yes. Special edition, premium, premium edition, limited edition edition. Tribalism. Tribalism. But yeah, it is basically taking tribalism and putting it on drugs. Because this is taking it from basically your countrymen versus your countrymen on a civil scale and can take it to nation versus, versus nation on a violent scale. Yeah, it... it it's a step up. It's it rescales the whole thing. It puts it into a much larger perspective and unfortunately ties in some unity and some 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 bad, some bad. But it uh instead of having your small political tribes here and there, you have one large nation mm -hmm. that they're they're the same herd more or less. They may be in different parts of the same herd, but they're the same herd. Uh, aimlessly following the shepherd that leads them. Mm -hmm. and, and if that shepherd points and says they're wrong, they were born in the wrong place, attack. They do. Yeah. So it's it's not your typical nationalism. It is it, or it's not your typical tribalism. Right? Yeah. It's not your typical tribalism. Nationalism ain't quite your typical nationalism. <laughs> it ain't. It ain't. <laughs> and here's why. <laughs> but uh, nationalism has a lot of the same uh, roots as tribalism. But it's it's much deeper rooted and it's much larger. Yeah, and it can lead to much worse things. It's not just you know simple civil discourse within the nation. 
<clears throat> this is what leads to wars. This is what leads to a lot of very bad things. This is what leads to imperial invasion. <laughs> yes, it leads to imperialism. <clears throat> but, um, it, like, basically, piggybacking off of the tribalism, the reason people get so rabid and so tribalistic is because nationalism inherently is this very incorrect idea that you are a superior being to your other fellow humans simply due to the fact that you were born in a specific place. It's superiority by birthright. Yeah. And there's you'll you'll see anyone in any country they there's some people don't have it so much, some people are really hard on it. Um, they feel like because of where they were born that they are the superior, more evolved being mm -hmm. because of where they were born. Yeah. And that's simply not true. Do you think the planet cares where you were born? Do you think... the You think the cancer gives a fuck where you were born? <laughs> cancer. But nature doesn't give a shit where you're born. It doesn't matter and it doesn't really attribute to your superiority in any real way. In other words, your borders don't matter, you fucking Bordertarians. Yeah, borders are imaginary. They are imaginary lines. Your ability to restrict migration begins and ends at your property line. Fuck you. But, and that's, really, that's where borders really come from, is like, in a sense, is nationalism. It's this idea, this is mine, this is where I was born, you're not allowed in here. This isn't your land, it's like, but, I mean, not all of this is owned. You know, like, public land in general is really just stolen land. It is. <clears throat> and, and a lot of it's unused. Yeah, and then when it comes to things like state-sanctioned borders, you know, even if I wanted, like, say I owned land on the border, I can't just let Mexican nationals cross over all willy-nilly as I see fit, even though it's my land. And nationalism ties into that. It ties into that restriction of migration. And one of the things that they really use to help people get on board with that, you know, to lead them to accepting ICE and supporting them and Customs and Border Patrol and all that bullshit, is they usually demonize the other people, like people that are yeah. outside of your nation. If, if you do not feel superior by birthright, then your peers, be it... I hate to count politicians as peers. They're, they're the scum of the earth. But your fellow nationalists, your fellow countrymen, will pressure you into feeling superior by birthright mm -hmm. because well, I mean, they, it's kind of Especially as an American, it's drilled into you from yeah. a young age. Like, we're the greatest country in the we're world. We're the greatest one in the world. We're number one in everything. You know, the only thing we're number one is is, like, incarcerated people per capita. That's, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and... Really, like, this is where things start getting scary, is with the demonization of others. You can see it with, with America, you know. They can't make you feel better, so they try to make you feel that others are worse. Or below you. They, they can't lift you up high enough, so they put others down. Yeah. So, you know, you can look at it with the, the United States with Middle Easterners. You can look at it with Mexicans. And <clears throat> just brown people in general. Yeah, brown people in general. I don't know why. Canadian, Why, you never America? you never hear about you know issues with illegal Canadian immigrants. No, nobody ever says anything about that. <clears throat> about but, that, about that. But um, yeah, like it's this demonization. Like when you bring up a Mexican or 
uh, like a Middle Eastern person, an Arabic person, to say a conservative, which because they're typically pretty fucking hyper-nationalistic. Like, if you ask them what their, their opinion is, it's usually going to be pretty fucking negative, like for no other real reason other than they're from another country. And it's funny because so many of them try to say, oh, well, I love free markets and free trade and blah, blah, blah. It's but... Like, okay, well, what if, what if uh, it was illegal Mexicans coming over and working for less than the federal minimum wage to help prop up your failing economy? Well, fuck them. They can get out. I'll, I'll <laughs> drown in my own failing economy by myself. Yeah, meanwhile in California, they kicked a lot of the Mexicans out, and the agricultural industry started failing. Good job, California. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> we love you and you're ridiculous and we like watching you burn kind of way. But <clears throat> they really turn these people into a boogeyman. Like, they are the source of your problems. Like, you know, the, the nation is so star-spangled fucking awesome Nothing is our fault. Nothing is our problem. All no. of our problems are the source of people coming I mean, into our country from why, other places. Why would these be our problems? We're superior by birth. We are yeah. flawless. We Absolutely. Are, we are without fault. We do not cause any of these problems. These problems have to be coming from someone else. Where who else is there? There's these other people. These other people deemed unworthy by the nation. Yep. Um, and so they, they pin all of these problems on them, mm-hmm. um, be it illegal immigrants of whatever country or people of whatever uh, class or creed or anything. They try to pin the problems on them. They try and convince you it's their fault. Yeah. And the like, fact, oh, the value of the dollar is dropping. Somehow it's those damn dirty Mexicans. With it's totally, their pesos. It's totally not the tariffs that Trump imposed, no. And, it's totally not the taxes. And that's one of the things, you know, people might wonder, you know, why would the government go to such lengths to demonize people like that? Well, look at Adolf Hitler and the way he demonized the Jews. Why did he do that? I doubt that he genuinely had a severe vendetta against the Jews. He might have, but the biggest reason he would have done that and it's the biggest reason Trump is demonizing um, Mexicans. It's the same reason that Bush demonized uh, Middle Eastern people. And it's because they are a scapegoat. You can basically, the politician can take that boogeyman, that scapegoat, and point to them and say, oh, this failing isn't of, of me. Like, I didn't do this. It's because of them. Yeah, it's their fault for... Reasons For reasons. I'm not going to tell you those reasons. That's going to be in my book later that I'm never yeah, releasing. That I'm never releasing. But, um, and the thing about nationalism is it also goes, like I said about Hitler, it goes to even more dangerous uh, territory when you get into ethno-nationalism. <laughs> Things like, you know, black nationalists, white nationalists, basically... Midget be- nationalists. Not, not only believing that your country is the best, but that your race is the best, you know... With the whole white power versus black power and all this bullshit. Being that your race is born in this country, therefore this country belongs to your race. So for hyper-nationalism, only the native ethnicity must be there. Which is funny with Americans because white is not the native ethnicity. (laughs) No, it's not. It really isn't. It makes me think of in Skyrim how all the Nords keep saying, Skyrim belongs to the Nords. No, Skyrim belongs to the Snow Elves, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But regardless, it is an ethno-nationalism. They feel that because they are, whether they are a majority or at least they're a loud minority, they feel that they are the rightful owners of the area. 
and they intend to keep it that way. They feel like they have a stake to the to the land just because of their ethnicity for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Nationalists are fucking weird, man. They really are, and like those those are the the flames that <clears throat> Trump is currently stoking. Is the flames of you know ethno nationalism, of really white supremacy, and white nationalism. Like he is the champion for white nationalists right now. <sighs> they like love with, him. They can't get enough of the guy. No, they really. Which is can't. weird because he's not even white. <laughs> he's orange. He's fucking. No, he's a Cheeto. Can you believe this? White but, nationalists are taking their ideology from a Cheeto. That's funny. Yeah, but then when you combine these things, when you combine the tribalism, the, the superiority complex, the demonization of those that are not you, that are, that are not your nationality, typically what this yields is some will call it patriotism or an unyielding loyalty to your land, to your people, and to your government. And it's dangerous. Because you think that everything that is of your land, of your nation, is so star-spangled fucking awesome that you're willing to lay down your life for it no matter what. This is what drives uh, the military. This is how the military is still going, even in a generation with possibly the lowest... Um, what's What's the word? Conscription isn't the right word. Enlistments. Enlistments. Even for a generation that has potentially the lowest enlistments for a long time. I mean, yeah, the army, like we talked about this in Anjo a few weeks back, where the army was offering big fucking bonuses to try and get people to sign up. Yeah. Because their recruitment rates are falling. Yeah. Their, Their recruitment rates are still going down, yet there are still people constantly joining because they feel, they feel, uh, this, this loyalty to the nation. Mm-hmm. They feel that they owe a service and, and to can, their country. You can look at 9-11 when it comes to things like that. You know, you had the the September 11th attacks. Oh, Lord. And then there was like this spike in people joining Everybody the military. Everybody was in the military. Ready, ready to go and kill some brownies for, you know, attacking our beautiful, perfect nation. For George Bush. Yeah, for, yeah even though George Bush, you know, probably more than likely had a hand in it. Should have been him you went to war with. They weren't killing for George Bush. They were killing because of George Bush. Yes. But it leads to dangerous things. Like, that's also where the bootlicking of the police comes from. Oh, my God. Like, it's like, yes, sir, I would gladly deep throat your cock. Like, tread on me, daddy, harder. (laughs) Give me that boot. What'd that boot do? Yeah, but then... Get pulled over and they say, well, at least the system works. Dude, really? Are Are you this much of a cuck? But yeah, with this with this unyielding loyalty, like this is what leads to the government being able to commit atrocities. You know, for example, just to say MK Ultra, for example. Yeah. If you got, if you don't know what that is, I'd strongly suggest looking it up. It was a mind control test using LSD, construct like uh, carried out by the CIA. But like things like uh, MK Ultra or them literally you know, crop dusting poison over certain cities to see what it would do. Yeah. Like, this unyielding loyalty leads this, to this people... This isn't to say that we're the chemtrail weirdos. No, like, this, this is this shit This is that something that did happen, and this is why there are people that believe in chemtrails, because they don't think it stopped. I'm yeah. on the fence about it. I really don't give a shit. I feel fine, and if I die, I die. Yeah. <laughs> but it leads to the government being able to commit these atrocities... And then you also have the collateral murder video that, you know, Bradley Manning and uh, Julian Assange exposed, like these horrible things. 
but this undying unyielding loyalty allows like it just it gives people this uh blindfold that they can put on themselves to be able to overlook it and say oh well i'm sure they had you know the right intentions the, the ends justify the means they like they have well, our best I, interest in i'd mind. have to see what the backstory was yeah, what, to, where what was led the, up where's to this? the full video what I need led to up see to this <laughs> I'm sure they had their reasons. I understand that she was sitting on a curb handcuffed, and that, but and I, I get that the cop kicked her in the see, head. But stuff stuff like video? that stuff like that is where you trust your government and you are so loyal to them that you know right from wrong. You can mm -hmm. see you can see videos of the bad things that they're doing, and you still trust them to the point that no matter how bad it is, you don't want to accept that your government would commit atrocities against humanity. Mm -hmm. So you need to come up with some kind of excuse. Like, I'm sure that, okay, while this is horrible, while they're slaughtering people with bombs, I am somehow sure that there is a justification for it. Yeah. There has to be a reason. My government would never do that. My government is so pure. My government is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Why would they why would they do such bad things? There had to be a reason. Yeah, a good reason. The only reason is because they can get away with it. Yeah. Because of your fucking nationalism. Yeah. And it helps it helps them to expand the empire. It helps them to tighten the grip on their people. Mm -hmm. If if it's if it's domestic shit they're doing they're tightening their grip because the people are getting out of line. If it's international shit they're doing, they're extending their grip. They're they're planting their boot in fresh soil and they're taking it. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what an empire does. And nationalism lets them get away with it. Nationalism helps them get away with it because nationalism drives their police recruitment, their military enlistments. Nationalism is the backbone of that. Mm -hmm. And people just keep letting it happen. People get their fucking popcorn and get ready to watch the shit show. And they love it. It's it's disgusting. Yeah, I think one of the really disgusting things is how much like nationalism and patriotism is driven by war. You know, by by the government expanding their empire. Like yeah, we're going to war. Yeah, this Shit. this gets my rocks off. I'm I'm pissing red, white, and blue right now. I forget now. how many years it was that America has not been at war, but I want to say it was it's under, not a lot, like under two dozen in its two hundred some odd year span of time. Mm -hmm. It's had less than a tenth of its lifetime outside of war. Yeah, and actually, fun thing nationalists mostly don't know: uh, the current <clears throat> American flag that everyone knows and hates. Um, that's the wartime flag. There's actually a different flag for when America is in a time of peace, and hardly anyone has ever fucking seen it, <laughs> because even at times of peace, people forget about it. Like, oh, well, this is just the flag we've always had. No, there is a peacetime flag you're supposed to fly when you're not at war with people. Not that anyone fucking knows, because America is always, always at war. Always fucking at war. That's, that's what an empire does. Yeah. And the thing about, you know, the unyielding loyalty, the nationalism of it all, like just uh, this, this trust, this really intense trust, is it leads to people thinking the government's always right. Yeah. You know, that the system is perfect, that the government is always right, they know what they're doing, like just, just trust it. Yeah. Even, even if things seem a little murky right now, even if it seems a little, a little weird, if it, if it seems bad, you know, there's, there's a reason for it. Just hang in there, keep your faith up, just, just watch. Watch it happen and it'll be good, I promise. Yeah. Meanwhile, several 
uh, bad instances later, after years of murder and slaughter and sending sending our boys off to war and who wrecking the economy, um, wrecking the image the people think they have, just destroying everything. Mm-hmm. People still trust the system, and the system hasn't fixed shit. No, it hasn't. It has gotten worse. Yeah, it just gets worse and worse. <clears throat> That's what kills me about Bernie supporters especially. It's like, yeah, we're going to fix the government with more government. Right. Expand the government to fix the government. It looks like you have a little too much mustard on your ice cream. Let me just fix that by putting <laughs> more mustard on it. Oh, you have a little ice cream on your mustard now. Yeah. And then... The thing about this, when you try to challenge that, when you try to challenge the system, especially for people like us, when you're an anarchist, well, you see, the government has driven this idea. They've changed the definition of anarchy to mean chaos. Basically saying, you know, government is organized. Government is peacetime. Government is all that is right with the world. Anarchy is the antithesis of that. Yeah. Because anarchy would take away... Their not even their right, but it would take away their privilege of ruling, mm-hmm. a privilege that is given to them by nationalism. All these people who feel this dedication to the country, to the nation, mm-hmm. support having someone else as an authoritative figure over them. They support dying as a child. They, yeah. they support being five years old until they're dead. Yeah, I think the, the, the awful travesty of it is you can, at 18 years old, you can go off to another country to die in a war. Or kill. but you, Or kill in a war. Or both. But you can't have a beer. Think of it this way. 18-year-old leaves for a tour in Iraq. Comes back all fucked up, traumatized, PTSD, whatnot. You know, he, he's fought for his country. He's been a patriot. He's been, you know, the, the nationalistic, ideal citizen. The poster child of all things wrong with America. He can't even come back home to have a beer. Yeah. You, you have to live with this PTSD. You're not you, allowed to mix alcoholism into you're it. You're old enough to kill someone, but you're not old enough to have a beer. Really. <clears throat> but this idea, you know, government's right, government is organization... You know, anarchy is chaos, so we're not even going to think about that. We're just going to demonize it whenever it comes up. Um, believing the government's always right, believing that the system, you just need to trust it, believing that the government always has the best intentions in mind. Well, this leads to the idea that law is morality, that legality is morality, that you can legislate morality. Yeah, and you can and you can change that morality at the drop of a hat. Yeah, all you need is two thirds vote from the Congress, and mor- morality has been changed. Yeah, and there's there's so many right now with with the current uh, party in office. Right now, there's a lot of Republicans who are giving up morals that they stood by because Donald Trump said so. Mm-hmm. I have I personally know people. Dan who, fucking Crenshaw is all for the red flag laws and he yeah. campaigned on second amendment shit. He only he only got to where he is because he campaigned on second amendment and now because Donald Trump is saying, "Well, guns are bad though." He's like, "You know what? You're right. Guns, guns are, are bad. bad. You they're you're right because you are of a higher authority than me." Orange man good, guns bad. <laughs> 
That's basically I've, Republicans right now. And I've seen so many Republicans absolutely stand by the bump stock ban. The the <laughs> Well, you don't really need a bump stock. Really, it just makes the gun inaccurate. I mean, who needs a bump stock? If you need it doesn't 30 fucking rounds, matter. If you need 30 rounds to go hunting, you're a bad hunter. I I'm not hunting, bitch. That's not for <laughs> hunting. That's for protection. Read the Second Amendment, bitch. It's it's for killing cops. Kill cops. Don't kill cops. It's a joke. Jokingly <laughs> kill cops. For legal reasons, these are jokes. Kill cops and laugh, so it's a joke. <laughs> FBI, please understand. This is jokes. <laughs> but really this idea that, you know, legality equals morality leads to very disgusting things. I mean, the Shit. Holocaust Slavery. was legal. Slavery <laughs> was legal. Right now, the detention of Mexicans simply trying to get over here to get away from the cartels, you know, them getting locked up in these tiny rooms, you know, getting jam-packed to the point they can't even lay down to go to sleep at night, well, that's, that's completely moral. I mean, it's legal. And then you take a look at some of the things that are illegal to contrast that. Uh, during the Holocaust, housing Jews was illegal. That, mm -hmm. You you could die for that. Smuggling Jews out of the country was illegal. Yeah. Um, being being black and not a slave, even if you were legally free, there was a lot of people to just catch you, throw you back into it, you're a slave mm -hmm. again, too bad. Yep. And trying to help runaway slaves was illegal. Uh, currently, it's illegal to try and do anything about what's going on at the Mexican border. Yeah, like to actually help illegal immigrants, you know, that, that would be illegal. This isn't to say don't do it. This is to say use your own morals. Stop letting the law dictate morality to you. If you want to go to the Mexican border and put up a fucking fight, I say do it. Frankly, I'm too damn far away, but <laughs> shit. But yeah, like, don't let laws dictate your morality. Don't do that. Because it was... It was it, illegal for Julian Assange and Bradley Manning to release the videos they did. It was illegal for Edward Snowden to blow the whistle he did. Mm -hmm. It's it's all illegal. And what's a good doing, damn thing they did though? And it's all uncovering government corruption. Mm -hmm. It's illegal to talk about the illegal things corruption? that the government is doing. What? But my corruption. government's perfect. Your nation sucks ass. <laughs> Fuck your nation. But yeah, when you like Basically, you know, when you combine all these things, you know, effectively what we've gone over is, you know, it's tribalism through a superiority complex. You know, they demonize other people from other nations. Um, this leads to an unyielding loyalty to the government because it's always right. And you just got to trust the system because they got your best interest in mind. And all the laws they pass, well, those are moral because it's legal. They all you know, said it's right, so it must be right. All of this in a nutshell is basically people believing the current system is perfect. Like, it, they may not admit it. They may not admit that they believe it's perfect. Like, they may, you know, feign that they're upset about their tax rates and na 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 na. But at the end of the day, like, when you try to tell them taxation is theft... They get all up in arms and, No, it's not as much. I need my roads. It's my taxation. Like, come on, guys. Come on. I've literally had someone late to work one day. said he got pulled over for a speeding ticket. <clears throat> and I said, ah, fuck the police. And until I said that, he was all mad about the cops and shit. But I, <laughs> I say, I say, fuck the police. And he got pissed and started defending the thin blue dick. He started going on about how amazing the cops are. I'm like, okay, but 
But what about that speeding ticket, though? All you were doing... Weren't you just upset about that a moment ago? You were going just a little bit faster <laughs> than the cops said you were allowed to, which, frankly, speeding laws are bullshit. Fuck them. Yeah, plus our speed limits are typically draconian and fucking out of Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, They're... why can't I go 80 down the interstate? Right? Like, everybody in the left-hand lane goes fucking 85. Like, Jesus Christ, update your shit. I literally I literally saw someone in traffic court one time. I, I had a damn ticket, and it sucked. But I saw this chick. She had two citations. Mm-hmm. One for speeding, I think 15 over. Mm-hmm. And another for impeding traffic. Because, what the fuck? Because she was in the left-hand lane and not passing anyone. It's like, wait a second. So she's going 15 over the speed limit. And impeding and not, traffic. not passing anyone. So technically, the speeding is irrelevant because she's going at the same rate as everyone else. And somehow she's impeding traffic. <laughs> These... These the laws make no sense. This the, makes no sense. Even the judge was like, "What?" The chick that had the ticket, she's like, "I don't, I don't see how any of this makes sense. How do these tickets go together? How do I get both of them at the same stop?" And the judge is like, "Officer, could you please explain? This makes no sense." He explained, and of course, everyone thinking government's always right, and the, the police being the the biggest and most disgusting part of the government. Everyone then was like, oh, well, that's a good explanation. That makes a lot of sense. You're right. She has a ticket and another ticket that don't go together, but she got them anyway. Good job, cop. Yeah, the, good. The Thank system, you for your service. The system works. <laughs> it's perfect. And the biggest, really the biggest issue with thinking the system's perfect, you know, even if it's a subconscious thought and that people don't like to admit it, is every time you try to advocate change, actual good positive change, like, I don't know, reducing the size of the fucking government, um, you're often met, and I know that, you know, if you're an anarchist or even a libertarian, you've probably heard this one a lot. If you don't like it, leave. Yeah. It's like, yeah, so instead of trying to work to make my country better, to try and make the collective lives of my people better. No, I should just leave. Just go. Instead of trying to fix anything, you should leave and let them have their circle jerk of nationalism. Yeah, and the funniest part about this idea is mostly conservatives, but I've also heard liberals and you know Democrats say it too, but you'll usually hear it coming from Republicans and conservatives. The funny thing is... When Mexicans try to come over here to escape their shitty country... Because they didn't like it and they left. They tell them to go back and fix their shitty country. So there's there's this uh, this awkward it's a, dissonance. It's a double standard, if <laughs> they, you will. They don't understand what they're actually saying. They're, no. they're all super hypocritical. Because they'll tell you in the same breath, if you don't like it, leave... And that Mexicans need to go back to their country and fix it. I don't like you, leave. <laughs> But it's that's that's part of the entitlement of nationalism is I am entitled to my nation. Mm-hmm. If you don't like my nation, not our nation, my nation, you need to leave. Mm-hmm. If I don't like you being in my nation, you need to leave. Yep. It's it's this whole weird collective ownership of the land and they feel that everyone must conform to the hive mind or leave. Yeah, don't advocate positive change. No, guys, let's just keep devolving into this progressive shit show. But we we are the shithole country that Donald Trump was talking about. Yeah, we we are we are the shithole country. We're not number one. 
But really, I'd say that wraps up our take on nationalism. More or less. And basically how it leads to a big government that is, you know, rapidly supported by the people. Hyper-organized with strings attached to everyone. Thus making it an empire. They're they're not just sheep. They're sheep puppets. It's it's they're shuppets, if you will. Shuppets. It's disturbing. It really is. Can you imagine all these people having strings attached? That would be kind of horrifying. You know, it would actually be hard to go speeding. <laughs> <laughs> you go, slow down, slow down. Hey, you're ripping my strings. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, God. Uh, we're both tired, and we're about to diverge into some bullshit if we don't get this shit over. <laughs> On a closing note, uh, while nationalism leads to a hyper-organized uh, clusterfuck of a government, I would take the organized patterns of chaos over the chaotic organizations of man any day. That's Surge Tankian. Yes. With that said, uh, you lovely fuckers have a lovely week, and we'll try our best to be back this weekend. Yeah, and don't forget to tune in for next week's episode of Down the Rabbit Hole as we do a complete overview of this month's uh, series. Next week, finally touching up on the fall of the American Empire. Basically going over everything we've covered uh, in, you know, know, brass tacks, like shortened. We're not going to have an hour and a half episode of just literally redoing all of this, but... uh, (laughs) We're going to do an overview and basically, you know, show how this really ties into, um, you know, America and how it is eventually going to cause the collapse because we are on a downward spiral. Yeah, it's, but, it's coming down pretty quick, actually. Yeah. We're already using sports as a distraction from government fuck-ups. Hint, hint, Roman Empire, hint, hint. <laughs> we already got the Colosseum. A lot of them. But, um, yeah, with that said... uh. Hope you fuckers have a lovely rest of your week. Don't forget to tune in to A Week in Anjo when that gets posted this weekend. And uh, don't die. Yeah, please don't die. We need we need the plays. Please don't die. It serves our ego. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys.